the whole besides behind the scenes situation, y'all. If you would have seen what was going on, it's gonna be quite the show. But we're gonna get through it. Hey everyone, hope you guys are having an amazing week. Happy Sunday to you. As you can tell, uh, I've been under the weather, still very, very congested. But I had to come and talk about this episode. <clears throat> oh, hi, Carol. Carol's in Vietnam right now. Oh, have a great trip. Hey, Rodella. Hey, Sly Cat. <clears throat> Better days. Now to tat, tat, tat. And Hasty Cruz. So, yeah. Rebecca is in the house. Okay. <clears throat> so bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this. Sorry, I sound all messed up, but that's just where we are. But I had to come in and talk about Jamal and the subtle shade. The shade, y'all. The shade. So <clears throat> let's just jump right in. Battlefield, season seven, episode 15. That is happening, Carol. It's, I'm sucking it in right now, but tomorrow that's happening. Um, but it's today still, so I have a whole day. <clears throat> so Kim and Jamal are on route to Nigeria again, okay? So I need one of our lawyers to be up in this live chat because I really wanna know why none of the Nigerians can come to America or have been to America. What's that, what that's all about? Why they can't get a tourist visa? Like I wanna know because this is Kim's what? Fifth, sixth trip to Nigeria. And Lisman um, has this big game plan where he's gonna adopt a kid that's not his and he's gonna take the kid over to America but you haven't even been over to America one time. How do you know what it's going to be like there? Like, I think that whole situation is wild. So I need to know about that. Um, yes, we need to ask April, Rebecca, seriously. Get April up on here. We need to talk to her. Um, <clears throat> so that's the first thing. The second thing is, so... Kim wants Jamal to meet this child that she may adopt. And I'm like, well, you guys haven't even figured out your marriage situation. Why are we creating issues where there does not need to be issues? You don't know if you're getting married to this man. You don't even know if this man can come to America. You haven't figured out the second wife situation. And now we're just going to throw on on top of something else. Now you want to you adopt a baby that's not yours, that's not Usman's, but claim it as your own, like, oh, we're doing that now? Because that sounds like, um, I don't know, that just sounds like very wrong. <laughs> sounds like child trafficking. So <clears throat> the other thing Kim is warning Jamal is that she doesn't want Jamal to fight Usman. Um, and Jamal is like, you know what? I just feel like my mom is forcing me to like Usman and I'm just really looking out for 
my mom. Right, Raydella? Make it make sense. Seriously. Yeah, so Nigeria was on a ban list um, before, but with this current administration, it's not. So I still need to know what the situation is and why why the Nigerians are not traveling. Like they should address that, don't you think? They should address that saying, oh, this is what's happening in the US and that's why these people can't come or something because it's weird that it's only the Nigerian com companies, the Nigerian um, countries, which I just don't personally agree with. So anyways, <clears throat> The other question I have is, and they answered it in the in the last five minutes, you guys. And like I've been saying, I <laughs> I have not been feeling well. And when I say I rolled over, I rolled over on my couch, dying of laughter. When at the last five seconds, because my next question was, does Muhammad, his wife, his kid are okay with? with this adoption, this marriage. And when they played this scene right here, you guys, and the brothers are looking at him like, what, huh? Are you, are you seriously coming up here after we already just barely gave you the blessing? And now you are trying to steal my baby? You're trying to steal my baby? And you look at that mama. That mama is not letting that baby go anywhere. And they can try to convince me and, and double talk me and say all the things. But I'm going to tell you, I have an African mom. And those African moms are fierce. They're not about to leave their babies just like that. They're not about to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this baby off to this white woman who I don't know. And she's not even married to Usman and say, yes, take my child. I, was, I mean, stop it. Just stop it. Okay. So that was my question. Does, does Muhammad know that Usman's making plans for his child? No, Muhammad didn't know. And I, if, Listen, listen, you guys, if they make us believe us, the fans, that Muhammad's going to be okay with this at the end, I will be literally done with this show. Because look how hard mom was like, no to the blessing, no to the blessing, no to the blessing, no to the blessing. And then the mom wrote this five set, five second agreement. Here's my agreement. Now I agree with you. No, stick to what you're sticking to and make it make sense and make it make sense. What up, Begetch? <clears throat> so that was my other concern. And then Usman's on route, right? So we see Usman go to pick up Kim and Jamal at the airport. And the shade that Jamal was sharing was just so priceless to me. This is another moment that made me laugh. So when Jamal, lands and Kimberly's all lovey-dovey with Usman kissing all this stuff you see how uh, how you can tell a that Jamal doesn't do a lot of um like this is his he's newer to reality tv because he made contact with with the camera which you know it's supposed to be a day in life but he rolled his eyes so fast and looked straight to camera like what is this bullshit died of laughter again because when he rolled his eyes and he was like, I almost, his words, not mine. He felt like he threw up in his mouth a little bit. I was like, oh, he 
is not messing around. Like he is just not impressed with this whole situation, which I can understand because here's the thing, Jamal and Usman could really be brothers, right? They're that similar in age. They really could be brothers. So he's having a bit of a hard time um, dealing with this situation. And this is also the first time he's meet, meeting Usman in real life, right? So all the extra kissy kissy stuff was a bit too much for him. So then <clears throat> they get to the hotel and Usman's worried that their rooms are too close. And I was like, oh, way to make everyone feel uncomfortable, including the viewers. Like, we're uncomfortable that you said that. And no, the rooms are not going to be too close. And Jamal's like, yeah, it's not like going to be up at, the, at your door listening to, to what's going on there. Like, that would just gross him out as well. And then, so they go to their respective rooms and then they come back and they've, what I thought was a nice moment, you guys, is when Usman, and I don't think I have a picture of it, but when Usman... Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Um, brought out real Nigerian food. So um, like the jollof rice, if you know anything about Guineans. Hi, midwife Crystal, sending all the big hugs to you. Um, if you know anything about Africans... There's jollof wars. Jollof wars, you can look it up. It's a big deal in Africa. And so anyways, that's one of the things you saw. And then you saw either rice balls or fufu with the Maiar. Um, and both rice ball and fufu are very popular foods for West Africans. Um, I did like the fact that Jamal took the time to actually eat it correctly. So you eat it with your hands. Um, and not with a fork, that's just the African way. So I, I appreciated that he made an effort. I also appreciated that they made an effort for the first time I feel where they're showing the actual culture. Um, and then it gets weird again because Usman is really concerned that Jamal doesn't like him, really wants Jamal to respect him and to like him as a person. He doesn't He feels like Jamal has a big influence on Kimberly. So if Jamal doesn't like him, it's going to affect the way Kimberly likes him. And as we all know, Kimberly is his biggest fan. So if she is, doesn't become his biggest fan anymore, there's going to be no one to like hype him up and no one to say, oh my God, you're so great. Oh my God, you're so great. Oh my God, you're an international superstar. And I should get my mic out, which I won't, but I should, right? So this is where they lost me. And this is why, even though I'm under the weather, I had to come on and talk to you guys about it because it was outrageous to me. So you expect me, Linda Entwi, to believe that Usman bought 
this same PS5 for Jamal that Kimberly just bought for Usman. When, if you guys look at the history of gift giving, okay, you don't just go from dollar store toy stuffed animals and free um, palm bracelets to a PS5. You just don't do it. I believe this is the exact pay five that Kimberly gave Usman and he's just regifting it. That's literally what I think. I think, and I'm going to take it a step further. I don't even think anyone bought the PS5. I think it's somewhere in TLC production and they just lug that stuff around. I was like, you guys, like, could it not, could it not have been, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, a monster superstar microphone. Could it not have been, um, I don't know, Beats by Dre? Like, you're giving the exact same gift that we just saw earlier this season? Stop it. Just stop it. Just everyone stop it, okay? You cannot convince me for one minute that, where did he go? What mall, what Nigerian mall did he go to to buy this PS5? And can I see the receipts? Cause, and then and then he wrapped it. He wrapped it, y'all. He wrapped it. I literally came on just to say all of this. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Anyways. There's no way. There's no way. You cannot convince me for one minute that that's a different PS5. Cannot convince me for one minute, period. So Jamal's super excited about it. Woot-de-woo, woot-de-woo. And so it's the next day. We're meeting the same friends, Giant, which we who we met before, and KB, who we met before. They're playing this archery game. And, you know, just want to get to know Jamal and Kimberly a little bit better. And uh, Jamal's like, you know, I know my mom wants to be me to be friends with this dude, but I have her best interest at heart, so I'm going to ask the hard questions. And thank you, Warrior Mom. I appreciate you. Um, next will be... Listen... We're going to be besties and we're going to figure out like how to all be one happy family with this baby that we're trying to steal, which I just continue to wonder, how are we putting all this together? It just really doesn't make sense to me. So Jamal asks about the second wife, asks about the baby situation. And Usman then is where he tells them that he hasn't even talked to Muhammad. So you're just going to go and take your your brother's kid and he's going to be on board with it. And absolutely not. As we find out, he's absolutely not on board. And we, he didn't know anything about it. He was like, let me pull this picture up for the latecomers. He was like, huh? What are you talking about? You want to take my baby where? You're going to take my baby with who? You guys are hilarious in the live chat. So Kimberly 
was upset that no one knew about this plan. And I honestly got to tell you, Lisman makes plans like that come out of his butt and he does it on his own. Like he just says, oh, that won't work. Let me try this. That won't work. Let me try this. That won't work. Let me try this. And he's been doing it since BGL days. And he's going to come hell or high water, figure out a way where he can work it out that he gets what he wants. And that green card, he needs it to be an international superstar. Because I keep telling you, I'm Mr. you can't be international if you don't travel anywhere. <laughs> international superstar, but never left Nigeria. Got it. Got it. All right, before I get into these fools, uh, if you don't, if you're not a regular here, if you're not a regular here, then uh, you don't know how I feel about Angela and Michael. Um, I'm not a fan. I haven't been a fan ever since she put her hands on him. So that is the perspective I'm going to come with. And so it is what it is. Ismin is a city girl. <laughs> City girls for the win. Winning. Okay. So I think Angela is a vile person. And uh, she, again, tries, she's a manipulator and a gaslighter and a narcissist. She's all of those things wrapped up into one. Thank you, Trina. I appreciate it so much. She tries to blame Michael for everything and continues to like, just try to twist the narrative, twist the narrative. So somehow Michael's the problem when Angela, when are you going to admit that you're the problem? When are you going to admit that it's you, that it's you, you treat people terribly. You keep saying that you have this big heart and you're so kind and you're so, when, when have we ever seen you be kind to even one person on this show? And if I take it back to you guys, the real old school watchers, think about every single tell-all she's been on. She's bullied someone. Think about it. I was thinking about it today. I was like, she bullied even Avery from Omar and Avery days. She bullied Tiffany. She bullied uh, Usman's auntie. I can go on and on every single, it's just amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Like she just bullies. She thinks that if she can, because she's like, I wanna say like, because of her size, like she's a bigger person as well as she's vile. She feels like she can talk down and talk loud at you and and almost like make you her submissive because she feels like if she just makes herself bigger, she'll be better than when really she's not better than any of the people that she bullies, if that makes sense to anyone. She will never take accountability, facts, that part. Exactly. So that being said, it totally bothers me the way she is. And it bothers me that Michael, I used to feel bad for Michael, but now I don't feel bad for him because he allows it. So 
Michael is sad because he's like, you know what? You are making this Billy guy more important than our marriage. And, you know, he keeps saying all the things, right? He keeps saying, oh, Angela, you only think about yourself. Oh, Angela, uh, I will never be the man in the marriage because you never allow me to be a man. Um, and then I never can make decisions because you make all the decisions unilaterally for yourself. So, you know, if you're going to do this and you're going to go to see him in Canada, then you don't care about me. This marriage is over and we're done. Now, let me tell you something. Michael, you should have been done a long time ago. This is what put you over the top. This, this little TikTok duet situation is what put you over the top. What didn't put you over the top is all the verbal abuse that you've been going through. Her putting hands on you. None of that put you over the top. The fact that she regularly degrades you to your face. Threw a cake in your face actually one time. Does all that stuff, but that didn't th throw you over the top. This did. And even here, when you say you take a stand, guess what? She says, come and you run back. So we're back to the same circle. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna respect yourself, Michael, then how are we, the viewers, gonna respect you? And you keep saying you love her, you love her, you love her. This is some toxic ass love, in my opinion. And then Michael wants to tap himself on the back, feeling like he won the argument first time ever. What part did you win? Because, oh, she's still in control and she still talks crazy to you. And she decides she's going to freak out five seconds later when Peter calls the goofball, she calls them, and they want to have drinks with Michael. And they're inviting Angela as well. And she starts to freak out. And yeah, I agree with you, Monique. I hope the goofballs go after her too. Just go all the way off on her. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Because you know what? Those are three guys that don't don't take her abusive behavior. And I think it's important that someone stands up to her and says, you know what? You can't treat people this way. And we're sick of it. We're sick of seeing you treat people this way on a regular basis. All right. I want to talk about Bilal and Shida now. Um, so this is another dude that just, he's big on gaslighting, y'all. He manipulates the situation and gaslight it, gaslights this woman to the nth degree. So he thinks that she's what, 12 and can take, if I show her pretty things, she says she wanted to go on a helicopter ride. So I'm going to divert her attention to the helicopter ride. And then maybe she'll see that all these wonderful experiences that I'm giving her that are on her to-do list will distract her from wanting to have a child. Dude, if you just, if you don't want a child, you guys should have had this conversation before you got married. You knew that your wife wanted to have a baby. You know your wife wants to have a baby. If you didn't want to have a baby, and Bilal and Shadow are both to blame, then say, I don't want to have a baby. That's it. That's it. That's all. Because what I'm tired of seeing 
is the constant gaslighting. Like I'm, you know why she's crying all the time? Because she knows in her mind that what he's saying and how he's saying it to her is gaslighting her. And she knows she deserves better than that, but she also wants to stick to her marriage and she wants to have the things that she wants in her marriage. But I'm trying to tell you that this dude right here has his own plan and he doesn't see it. So let me, let me give you an example. Okay. <clears throat> um, so the helicopter ride, he's like, Oh, this is an experience that I give her. And, you know, I do a lot for her and I feel like she doesn't appreciate it and it's not fair. And I feel like my feelings are getting pushed to the side. And then when she's like, Hey, guess what? I enjoyed the ride. Thank you for that. But I feel like you're doing everything, but the things that I want. And what did he say to her? Well, sounds to me like you're not listening to me. Sounds to me like you didn't hear me talk about the baby. We put it in writing, didn't we? Okay, gaslighting again. She's like, well, you're not giving me an answer. Like, is it going to be three months, six months, nine months from now? Because I'm telling you, the doctor said we only have 5% chance of getting um, pregnant in, in two years. And she doesn't want to risk it. So he twisted again, says, oh, well, that sounds like you're giving me an ultimatum. And that's what makes me keep my guard up. And that's what makes me feel like I can't trust you. And oh, by the way, I do all this stuff for you. What have you done for me? Hello? Fuck off. Okay. That's, I'm sorry. Crass of me to say it that way. But honestly, when a gaslighter is a gaslighter, you got to put a gaslighter in their place. And this gaslighter is doing one too many things, in my opinion. And... I think he's in the wrong, but I also think she's in the wrong because again, you guys all know that the four things I tell you guys to talk about before you get in a serious relationship and no relationship is worth it if you two are not on the same page about what you want in your relationship. It will not work out. Do you know I read the stats the other day and the stats are there and they're alarming, okay? They're alarming, but these are the stats. 50% of marriages end up in divorce. 50% in the US, the United States of America, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. And the stats for when you're living together, when your mama told you, you know, don't, what is the saying? Someone help me. Where's the Trina's when you need them in the sea cruises? Uh, don't, don't, something about the milk. Don't buy the horse, don't buy the cow. Don't milk the horse before you buy the cow. Anyways, the point is 70% of relationships that when you live with the person end up in breakups or not forever. 70%. 70. 70%. 70 so if you were not on the same page with your monies, your finances, whether you want to have a baby or don't want to have a baby, how you look at sex, how often you want to have sex, and your religious stuff, you are not going to make it. I'm trying to tell you right now. Oh, thanks, Trina. Why, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> All right. So... 
she's like, you know what? Well, if you don't give me an answer, I'm sticking to the timeline. If you don't give me an answer in three to six to nine months, then this really could break up our relationship. And then he gaslights her even more and says, oh, way to ruin a moment. Your wife is having a conversation with you about, something, about your future. And you're worried about ruining your stupid helicopter moment? Really? How about just answer the question then? How about answer her question? How about tell her when you plan to have a baby? And then you guys, I don't think her friend is right either, Utris. So when Utris pulls up at Central Park and Bilal takes off because he's not good with, with new people, um, Utris originally thinks that Shida is on birth control, but Shida, and so says to her, well, you know, you could conveniently forget to take your birth control. I don't agree with that either. Why would you want to be in a relationship where you have to conveniently forget and and play games with the person that you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with, the person that's supposed to be your best friend, the person that's supposed to be your go-to? Uh, what? You're wrong for that. And if that's how you conduct your life and your best friend is telling you to conduct your life like that, then you're dead wrong dead wrong for that. I don't agree with that at all. Like if you can't have a conversation with someone you're getting naked with, then maybe you shouldn't be getting naked with them. All right. <clears throat> so then we find out that um, Bilal is They're not using birth control, they're using condoms. So he's gonna be able to control that whole situation. And at the end of the day, I just don't think there's a baby anytime soon. I could be wrong. He could address the issues, but what we're seeing right now, and maybe it's just their storyline, but we're just seeing a bunch of the same question over and over and over and over and over again. <clears throat> just terrible you guys just absolutely terrible absolutely terrible can't be honest in your relationship then maybe it's not the relationship for you i did like the fact that they gave us a break from ed today and they focused on liz a little bit more and i didn't get to see lots of ed i was i really appreciated it so she's whale watching. I feel like they're setting us up for them to break up for the billionth time. I feel like that's what they're setting us up for because their segment was a bunch of hoorah-rah. Little bit of whale watching. Um, Liz Peruge has a lot going on in her life, Peruge, because Ed tries to control her and she tries to live up to Ed's controlling behavior, which she should just really try to be her own self. She's a mother to somebody. So why don't you focus on that? Um, and so she's, quote unquote, ready for a separation from Ed and have a girl's day. And I'm like, okay, this is the beginning of the end again. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
And so she's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work full time. You know, I burnt through my savings, but I feel like it might be too much for Ed because he's going to think it's too much independence. But at the same time, I'm spending too much time with Ed and I need space from him. Listen, you're a grown ass woman. Go to work. Raise your kid and don't give a fuck about Ed. If Ed has a problem with you working, then he needs to provide all the monies so that you're not stressed out and worried where your money's going to come from. If that's what you guys decide, then again, that's the conversation you should have had in the beginning of your relationship and not halfway through or wherever we are in this situation. And then the thing that I thought was interesting, you guys, there's a couple of things. So first off, that little house that I asked you guys about a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, the little Hobbit house. Did I know that he owned that house? Because, you know, housing in San Diego is expensive and then you guys all told me yeah we knew about it but he didn't buy that house he's renting that house and so then he's pretending that he's house hunting and one of the things that is interesting to me is that ed flexes so hard on social media about how famous he is and how much money he has and then now all of a sudden you're actually going to look for a house that's you know 1.2 million and now you can't afford it Interesting to me. Very, very interesting. And then we find out too that um, Liz's daughter, the dad who has full custody of her daughter, which is a whole other story, you guys, like that's a whole other story, um, might be stationed abroad. So he might be leaving the country. And so that's got Liz all worked up now because she doesn't know where her daughter's going to be living. And so she doesn't want it. She doesn't know where they should be living. She doesn't even know if they're in an emotionally stable relationship. So now she wants to move out of San Diego, start over again, work on their more stable relationship because she's going to need someone beside her to help her through this process of trying to get custody or have partial custody of her daughter. Listen, if your daughter's thriving, same thing I say about Paul and Karini, is if your daughter's thriving where she is, leave her where she is because this toxic bullshit that you and Ed do, no child needs to be around that. And until you can figure it out, she should stay where she is. Period. Jazzle, ask me that in news and gossip, and I will let you know what the 411 is. The other thing that irritated me is that Ed thinks he's a design expert, right? And every time he wants to boost himself up, he feels like in that moment, he also has to put down Liz. So I'm going to pop up with a question for you guys in the live chat. Um, and I want, I want to know what you guys, how, what you guys think. Um, hold on. So, 
What what's this situation going? So Ed thinks he's a big deal. Ed thinks he knows everything about everything. And so is he a, is he a design expert? Is he a photographer? Is he an architect? Like what exactly is Ed's job? Anyone? Anyone? All right, so. All right, so I'm popping up the question. Oh, I have to pop it up this way as a banner. Do you guys say <clears throat> he's a jack of all trades, a master of nothing? <laughs> all right, so one of the things that he says that drives him so crazy is that uh, Liz says sofa instead of couch. Ooh, that makes you such a big design expert, Ed. And then when he said that um, he really prefers mid-century modern feel, I was like, do you even know what you're saying in that? Because like some of that is like juxtaposed to each other. Do you like mid-century or do you like modern? Because eh, it's debatable that you're saying anything at all. Sounds like you're just saying a bunch of words. Um, so Canadian and I say couch. Midwest. So we said, we said couch West coast. I hear sofa couch. So, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I don't, I think we all know what it is. It could be a coach. It could be a sofa. Uh, it could be a Chesterfield. As long as you guys know what those things are, I don't think it takes away from your design experience. Idiot. <sighs> I tell you, I tell you, very problematic. Very, very problematic. Okay. We're moving on. Uh, Mela says, I say sofa for smaller ones and couch for big ones. I'm in Kansas. And uh, Rebecca says, he's so annoying. And Better Day says, East Coast, and we say couch. Okay, so we have a little bit of everything. Cornucopia of chit chat. All right, <clears throat> on to Yara and uh, Jovi. Okay, so Jovi's upset because, you know, he, he really is scared that Yara is going to leave him and stay and stay in Europe, right? So he's really trying to figure out, like, what's the game plan. So he wants to have a little bit of alone time and get on the same page with his wife. So he goes for a walk, uh, just to have time away from Olga and Karina. And he's like get, being really pissy, which I get, you guys. I still think that he's right. Although I think he's, I think he's digging in a little too deeply and 
I don't think Yara responds to like threats like that very well. I think he should have said it one time and let it be. And she would have felt bad because if you remember, she says that Jovi is her best friend and her support system. If you remember, she said that on one of the episodes. So Jovi like doubling down saying, oh, now he wants another baby. It, it showed for what it was. It was a, it was a power move. He's trying to control her. And then he's like saying that he thinks that, um, having a kid would strengthen the relationship. No, you just want her to be stuck at home with the baby and not making these power moves that she's thinking in her mind that she's going to be making. Um, and so she's like, I'm a grown ass woman and I do everything for you and I want to be with you, but you know, can I do some things to make me happy? Can I do some things that make me independent? Can I do something for me for once? And so I see both sides of it. I do think that, again, this should be a Jovi and Yara conversation and no one else involved in it. I don't think this friggin' Talmadge and Karina should have anything to do with what they decide to do in their marriage. Because guess what? It's the two of them in the marriage and not the other two. And so it irritates me that... Jovi's out here telling Talmadge over drinks how, you know, he's just the same Jovi. And Talmadge is like, well, yeah, you know, I miss when we used to ball out all the time. Dude, Talmadge, you know why? First of all, you're a friend from 10 years ago that you haven't seen him in forever. So you should absolutely have no say in the relationship. Second of all, you're single and you're not a dad and you're not a husband. So the, him partying every single day is not gonna it's not gonna benefit anyone. Can he go out and have boys' nights like he's having now? Absolutely, but he's not gonna ball out when he has a two-year-old and a wife at home. Like, get it together. And then <clears throat> I really liked um the spa day that Karina and Yara were having. I love the hot tub and the snow coming down. I thought that was beautiful. I would totally try that. Um, and so Yara tells Karina about what Jovi said and how Jovi wants to have another kid. And, you know, Karina had her two cents. And I think at the end of the day, I keep saying it's no one's business, but Jovi and Yara's. And then now jo Yara's talking about how she wants to spend six months in the U.S. and six months in Europe. Okay, and how, did you talk to your husband about that? Because it's going to be really important to have those type of conversations. Like, why are we not thinking about the relationship? This is a relationship show. I don't give a flying toot about Talmadge, who we've known for five minutes, or Karina. And, you know, God bless you, Karina. You got to escape from Ukraine war. But, like... No new friends. <laughs> and I'm only saying for 90 day, no new friends. I, I don't have the capacity to add all the extras in. If you're not going to give me anything that makes sense, you know, Talmadge, stay drinking, friends. Stay drinking. <coughs> Excuse me. Last and certainly not least, because this is another couple that I had to come on and talk about, because Jenny and Sumit, I mean, you guys have been together for 10 years. 
when when is it going to be acceptable? When when is it going to be acceptable for us to just be like they're together and they're married? But no. It's not going to ever be acceptable because Smith is going to continue to drive us all crazy and try to figure out how he can get his family on board. And his family is double downing even more so, saying they will never accept Jenny, which they, I guess they've been saying for 10 years. That's a long time to be saying it. And it's clear that she's not going anywhere. So like, like Christina said, first of all, Shout out to Christina. She's a ride or die for her mom. She clearly has her mom's back. And the way she showed up for her mom in the situation even had me thinking that maybe they'll change their mind. So when she was talking about how we love Submit, he's a wonderful man and he loves his family. And we wish, you know, you could just feel that type of love or open your hearts up a little bit more for my mom so that we can all be one happy family. I was like, you know what, bravo, bravo, Christina. And then when she said, went on to say, you know, it's been 10 years and, you know, they fell in love and they've been together for 10 years. That's life. But the dad's like, nope, we're worried about our society. Maybe in your society, it's okay, but our society doesn't accept it. And we won't ever accept it because they call us names. They call us and they say bad things to us and our feelings get hurt. You know, listen, I think that you should probably just give it a rest. And then all of a sudden, by the way, oh, the mom doesn't show up because the mom um, is not feeling well. And this is so upsetting to her that she can't leave the house again. Listen, you you guys, sometimes you just got to cut the cord. You got to cut the cord and just be like, you know what? At the end of the day this is not going to work out for us and we're never going to be accepted. And so we're going to have to just focus on our immediate family. And I know a lot of you are going to tell me about that's not how it works in India and all the stuff. I already know how it works. I'm just saying that sometimes even in different cultures, you have to cut people off who are not going to support your union and you insisted on having this union and you want to be together. So you need to support each other. And it's been 10 years. And so how long are you going to have this fight? At some point, you, like I said, you just have to cut the cord. Sorry, Submit. Cut the cord. Your dad is literally saying he will never accept you. And he's going on to say that he wants you to, this marriage will be over in the next two years. Meanwhile, Jenny's talking about how, <laughs> since you'll never accept me, it's better for me to just move to America. That way you won't have to see me ever. And I won't be upsetting the family. Way to have that conversation without submit, Jen Jenny. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's all a mess, y'all. It's all a mess. It's all a mess. All of them. Anyways, you guys, uh, happy Sunday. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for putting up with me and my congestion and all of that stuff. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, what are you all saying in the live chat? Oh, that's an interesting one. Did I see that? My grandpa called the couch a Davenport. I've never heard that before. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that part. Jovi's friend's not giving advice. It sounds like he's just missing his drinking party. Uh, buddy, that part, that part. 
Um, I think Summit is using his relationship to break out of his family system. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right, you guys, I will see you all very soon and, uh, bye-bye.